0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, January 18th, and we have a special MLK MLK Jr. uh, 9-game slate. It was originally 10. Uh, We had one uh, COVID protocol cancellation. But uh, I decided I wanted to try to bring this out a little bit earlier and give everybody a chance to review the entire slate. So I'm not just going to cover... The main slate, like we normally do, I'm gonna uh, go over a little bit about all nine games that are on the board. Uh, there's a lot of people that like to play uh, the single game, uh, you know, uh, competitions, and you, we're gonna have one a showdown slate early on with Orlando and the Knicks. Uh, some of the sites are doing each thing differently. DraftKings has a three-game day slate, and then uh, in the evening. They have a four-game slate, so it's uh, it's different uh, on the different sites. And uh, normally here on Mondays, I'm with my partner in crime here, Mr. Andrew Hansen, But uh, decided I wanted to throw something up here for you guys, so that you have a quick look at all nine games, and it gives you a jump on on everybody else in preparing uh, your rosters. So. Uh, looking forward to, to going over this and uh, as usual uh, we'd love to have you join us at dfscoachtalk.com uh, you can join for a week a uh, month however you know we've got several different plans and uh, right now our special is the betus.com.pa if you uh, do any sports betting uh, if you go to BetUS and you and your first time depositor You deposit $149 in your BetUS account, which you can then make sports wagers with. And with that, you get a free membership to Coach Talk that runs all the way until April 1st. Can't beat that. And if if you're not a sports better and you still want to jump in and give us a try, that same $149 deal goes uh, for until April 1st. So we'd love to have you. Um, And... Uh, you know we've been super active in our discord we had some great uh, contests this week got to sweat out some golf and and did uh, really well there as well so uh, fantastic all right let's dive in we've got nine games and it is uh, uh, something we want to be able to touch on we don't have all the lines yet there are six of the nine games have lines on them Uh, so we'll go over those but we can make some presumptions Uh, when we look at defensive efficiency and pace. All right, the first game, it's at noon. It is Orlando at the Knicks. Orlando's favorite by one and a half and a very low, low total of 206 and a half. Um, The Knicks played today and and blew out the Celtics by 30. Uh, That was a real surprise. So they get to play another game on their home court. Obviously, uh, feeling good about themselves, so this should be a really good matchup with Orlando. The problem is, it's a low total, and uh, you know that that raises a flag. Now, defensively, um, right now the Orlando Magic are 22nd, and the Knicks are 19th, so uh, that's a good point. But here's the big problem: we've got. Orlando, the 19th pace, and the Knicks have moved into dead last, their 30th. So the ball is not going to be moving fast, hence the total of 206.5, uh, which is definitely a little bit of a concern. So uh, one thing we can say though, Orlando, um, Cole Anthony starting starting to improve at the point, starting to put up some DFS numbers, and he's getting big minutes. Um, you know, two options certainly are Aaron Gordon and Vuk. Vuk's been fantastic, uh, you know, of late, but extremely expensive. So it's a big pay up for this low of a point total game. Um, for the Knicks side, really it's been the Julius Randle show. And then uh, RJ Barrett has done pretty well also. Uh, but again, you know, we're talking about a lower pace game and a back-to-back this is the second night. So, you know, for me, I, I just don't see going up in price there. Uh, you know, Cole Anthony is somebody I'll look at on the Orlando side because his price is really good. Elf Payton's price is good, too. They've raised it a little, but not to really where it should be. Um, you know, you're going to get Mitch Rob at center. He's not 100%, so he'll be splitting that with uh, Nerland's Noel. So this, even though this is the early game and, uh, you know, some of the sites will have this as a showdown slate, you know, in in that type of a scenario, certainly Vuk has to come into play And Julius Randle. They're both very expensive, but they do dominate uh, the DFS points for both their teams. And, you know, you can put in uh, some value around them with Cole Anthony, maybe a little bit of Reggie Bullock. And uh, an Elf is an option as well. Uh, one other option, too, is, is quickly off the bench for the Knicks. He's just tearing it up. He was their go-to go, uh, guy uh, for some of that Boston game uh, when they pulled away today. So, um, very interesting and uh, a tough game. I'm not, uh, not loving it. And if there's an all-day slate you can play, I would steer clear from this one. All right, the second game, it's 230, Eastern. Um, and this one has the betus.com.PA line of Atlanta minus eight. Uh, and it's a 227 and a half total. So a nice total. Uh, Minnesota's three and eight, the Hawks are five and seven. So you've got you know two teams that are needing a win for sure. Um, Minnesota is 29th in the league defensively. Atlanta, believe it or not, is 13th. They've improved on that side. The thing that's really exciting about this game is uh, Minnesota is the seventh quickest pace in the league and Atlanta, 12th. So they're going to get up and down. Uh, D'Angelo Russell likes to push the ball for Minnesota. Obviously, Trey likes to push it. Uh, you know, He's coming out of his slump a little bit and certainly gets to go against a team here that does not defend well. And uh, is without Cat, who unfortunately now has COVID himself. So, you know, Minnesota's uh, certainly a team that can get blown out. That's my only concern here. But uh, Minnesota does not defend the pick and roll very well. And Trey Young does that a lot with Capella and Collins. So, uh, Trey Young is certainly very, very interesting here. Again, hopefully it stays close enough uh, that that uh, you know he gets a decent run. But uh, Minnesota is not good. Um, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley are always interesting because uh, they do get up and down the floor and they can get it done, uh, but their prices are high. So you got to weigh that uh, as well. But if it stays close, it's probably uh, for the most part going to be, Uh, the two of them that keep them in it. Um, They are shorthanded. Rubio's also out, Hernan Gomez. So their rotation's going to be short, uh, so you're going to get extra minutes. Guys like Vanderbilt are a huge value play. He should get a lot of minutes, as well as Nas Reed, who has played uh, some good ball in stretches this year. So there is some good value plays on that side. Um on the Atlanta side, uh Cam Reddish is, is a game time decision. Uh Gallinari has a slight chance of being able to play. Um but after that, really, you know, it's their expensive guys. Trey Young's terrific. Uh DeAndre Hunter has been really consistent. Uh his price has gone a little higher than I would like, but uh small forwards a little thin. He's certainly an option. Uh, Collins and Capella, you know, Capella's not a bad price. Um, He was in a smash spot uh, this last game and got it done, but that was against Cantor, so, you know, we don't know what all's going to happen there. Um, You know, Collins, the problem with Collins is he's expensive and his consistency is a little bit all over the place, so, uh, you know, he can put up a 50-burger in a heartbeat, though, so Uh, you got to consider them. But, you know, I think if you want to jump on this game, really your your main targets are Russell and Beasley and Trey Young, uh, and that's probably where I would lean to in in that one. All right, we have two other 3 o'clock afternoon games. Uh, The first two are noon and 2.30. The uh, Detroit uh, Pistons at the Miami Heat. Uh, This this one has no line because uh, there are several question marks for both teams, including Tyler Hero, uh, who we don't exactly know, you know, if he's going to play. It also looks like uh, Rose uh, is questionable for Detroit. Um, And so, you know, we don't know. We have to see how this is going to pan out. What I can tell you is from a defensive efficiency standpoint, <clears throat> Neither team is playing well, including Miami. But you know you can't blame them statistically. They've just been ravaged by the, the whole COVID thing. They've been missing the majority of their team half the season so far. So right now, Detroit's 21st, Miami's 23rd. Pace-wise, Detroit's not the fastest at 23. Miami does push the ball up, up the floor. But if Hero's out, that will slow down a bit for sure. Um, on the Detroit side, um, Jeremy Grant's been an absolute super stud. They, they paid him the big money. Uh, everybody sort of shook their head at why and he's showing why. He's been super consistent uh, and just been hammering it. he is expensive. Um, so you know you got to look at that one. Detroit does use a lot of their bench. They rotate quite a few people. Uh, really after Grant, uh, Blake Griffin stepped up uh, and had a, a decent game in his last outing. Um, and Mason Plumley's been extremely steady uh, at center. Uh, his statistics, uh, you know, scoring the ball enough with his rebounding and everything else he does on the floor, uh, you know, to be a some, somewhat of a good value, uh, you know, if you want to use up your center spot. That's, that's the tough part. Really, after that, there's just a lot of rotation. Josh Jackson, uh, Dimbuyu, and a bunch of the other guys they rotate in, um, not feeling real strong on this big of a slate uh, with having to go to those guys. All right, on the Miami side, it's going to be very interesting. you know, if hero plays or not is going to be a, a big uh, you know piece of information we have to find out because uh, Dragic is back. And uh, Kendrick Nunn is back. And they've been playing a combination of Duncan Robinson, KZ, Okapala, Olenek, and uh, Bam Adebayo's back. So they do have some guys that can get it done. Gabe Vincent has been a super value price uh, and playing very well uh, in that rotation. If Hero's out, I think he gets the biggest uh, uptick because generally they're going to use Dragic off the bench. Um, and you know Detroit doesn't defend well. Detroit again three and nine. Miami four and seven. So these teams need to get after it. Um, we need the hero news. Gabe Vincent in play for sure. Duncan Robinson's been shooting it well. Uh, Bam uh, has to face uh, Plumley here, and you know Plumley's not a, a a bad defender. Uh, I, Bam is so much quicker, and it's it, you know he should be able to get around him. And he should also be able. Uh, to hit that mid-range shot, um, but again, you know, you got an up uptick in price uh, for Bam, but worth a consideration. All right, the other 3 p.m. Eastern game is the San Antonio Spurs 7-6. and The Pops got them above 500, and they're at the Portland Trailblazers 8-5, and so good game. Uh, tough, you know, it's sad to see Nurkic out with a, a broken wrist after all the injuries he's had to to deal with, um, and now we have uh, C.J. McCullum, who that really stings because he didn't come back out and play the second half uh, the other day when we had him and we were we were ready to just smash it. But his uh, sprained foot—he's um, more than likely out for this game. So you know, my first big payup, and I, I know it's chalk, and you know, it's uh, a lot of people are going to say the same thing, but it's it's Dame Lillard. I mean, without. CJ in there, he's going to take the reins. Uh, it's, it's just one of those auto plays. You know, when you have two super players on a team like we do with LeBron and AD, etc. Uh, you know, it's just, it's hard not to go to the other one. You know, you look at the usage rates when one's off the floor and it's just, it just raises tremendously. So I think uh, Lillard is a great play. Uh, I also think Gary Trent is a decent play. Now, you know, they'll utilize him, uh, you know, probably still off the bench or, you know, we'll see if if there's a possibility he gets a start. But I think they'll want him uh, as a spark off the bench. Uh, but, you know, he's a very good value price and could get a decent amount of those extra minutes uh, that CJ is is leaving out there. So I like those two guys um Covington's been just a head scratcher throughout the entire year we've used him quite a bit because he's got so much upside and he's so cheap but you know I saw him brick multiple threes in the last game and I'm just I'm really tired of chasing uh old Rocco so I'm not going to go there now Ennis Canner, you know I, we, we need to see exactly where his price is going to land uh, and if they're going to raise him up I would assume that we'll start seeing that now that he's getting the majority of the center minutes. Uh, You know, he crushed in the slate the other day, and, uh, you know, I expect that he'll do uh, pretty well in this game, but we need to watch on his price. As far as the Spurs, uh, they're they're interesting when it comes to, you never know what Pop's going to do with his rotation a lot, and, you know, certainly uh, there's some question there, but DeJounte Murray's been steady. Uh, since White went down, he's been getting the majority of point guard minutes. And Lillard is not a strong defender. So I think Murray is a terrific play. I love the correlation uh, with Lillard and Murray. I think that that uh, really puts you right uh, right into the thick of it. Um, DeMar DeRozan, fairly costly, uh, but but certainly deserves uh, consideration here. Um, I think he's he would be a very nice play. I'm going to Steer away from Keldon Johnson because he is going to get Roko defense. And, uh, you know, the question here is, who's going to get the majority of the minutes at center? Uh, we know Ennis Kanter's one of, if not the worst, defensive centers in the league. But, you know, is it going to be Pirtle or is it going to be Aldridge, uh, you know, that gets the majority of those center minutes? Uh, if it's Pirtle, then you got to consider him. He's coming off a great game as well. And just because uh, Aldridge will get some of those minutes against Canner, he's also in play. So this is a really interesting game. <clears throat> and you know the, the other part of it that's really interesting is the Spurs are actually favored by one on the road at Portland. And I assume Vegas is reacting to CJ McCollum being out. Um, the totals 224, which is solid. And we've got uh, defensive efficiency. The Spurs are all the way up to 11th, which is the highest they've been in quite a while. That's why they're winning some of these games. Portland, however, down to 25th. So they can give up points in bunches. Uh, Pace standpoint, San Antonio in the middle of the pack at 16. And Portland's ninth. Uh, again, they may lose a little bit of that with CJ being out. But, you know, this game is a good game. It's a, it's a good game with Target. Uh, you know, I think you can feel comfortable going up and spending for Lillard, Murray, uh, Aldridge. Uh, you know those kind of guys. And then there's also uh, some some good value with Trent um, uh Those two, in particularly, I think are, are really the ones that will step up. So not bad, and a game that that I am going to have some exposure to. All right. <clears throat> We go to game five. It is a 5 p.m. Eastern game. It is the Phoenix Suns at 7-4 at the Memphis Grizzlies at 6-6. And And this should be a fun game. Uh, This would be a good game to watch. You've got a couple of different things at play here. Uh, As far as John Morant came back the last game, played 32 minutes, I believe, and played well. So, you know, you got to expect him to be right in the mix there. Uh, The betus.com.pa line on this game is Phoenix minus three. It's a 223 over under. Defensive efficiency, Phoenix is down in 16th. They've had a couple games where they slumped. Memphis is up to fourth. So they are locking some people down. Dylan Brooks gets after it. Uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson is a good defender Um, Brandon Clark's been protecting the rim uh, and you know now the the big news in this game though is Joe Val is out he's hurt Uh, I'm expecting probably the chalk play of the day as far as value goes Xavier Tillman uh, more than likely will draw the start at center and he's going to get a lot of attention at that cheap price I like him, but I love Brandon Clark. I, you know, Clark shows when Joe Val's off the floor, his stats go through the roof. He's, you know, medium priced, not bad. But I think this is just a terrific spot for him uh, to really shine against Phoenix in a home game that should stay close. So uh, I like. I don't want to spend up for Jaw with Chris Paul defense, um, particularly in this game. So you know, on the the Memphis side, I'm fo- focusing on the two bigs in Clark and Tillman. Um, from the Phoenix side, <clears throat> I'm also not going to go uh, with the higher priced Dylan or Devin Booker because I think he's going to get Brooks' defense. Um, you know, Memphis uh, uh, being the fourth rated defensive uh, efficient team, they they set up. They have some good solid, they're well-coached, and they have some good defensive uh, principles that they use in sets that I think can give Phoenix a little bit of trouble. Now, DeAndre Ayton becomes interesting because, obviously, your, uh, Xavier Tillman, this is going to be an extremely different situation for him uh, to be thrown into. You know, can Ayton take advantage of that? We will see. Um, You would think he'd be able to step up in a matchup like this, but he hasn't had a huge ceiling this year. He's, you know, he's somewhat consistent producing, but for the the price that he is, uh, you know, you'd like to see him throw a 50-60 burger on the board uh, once in a while, and it's just not there. So um, this is an interesting game. I think, you know, as far as Phoenix, Mikhail Bridges gets hot in stretches Uh, again, you know, I respect the Memphis defense, so I'm not going to go strong on on the Phoenix side, but uh, I, you know, I do think you can look at those Memphis bigs and uh, possibly at McHale uh, Bridges as well. All right, we are halfway through. I'm going to take a little drink here. Actually, we're over halfway through. We're five out of the nine games, and so hopefully this is going to give you an Early look at the full uh, MLK Jr. slate of nine games that uh, you can start getting prepared for uh, and uh, really get a jump on everybody else. All right, game six is the game of the year so far. I'll just say it. It's a game of the year so far. It's Milwaukee Bucks at the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving is questionable. So, you know, he, he was fined to 50K. He sat out. The, you know, there's a potential that he comes back for this game, which would really be fun to see uh, he, Harden, and Duran out there against the Bucs. Uh, this is definitely uh, more than likely a preview of the Eastern Conference Final. I'm just, you know, I'm going to go out there and say it. I just think these two teams are better than everybody else in the East. Uh, the Bucs are 9-4, Brooklyn's 8-6. and six. But obviously, you know, uh, Brooklyn's got a whole new situation. Somehow Harden left Houston, went to Brooklyn, and within 48 hours lost like 30 pounds, 35 pounds. I have no idea how or, you know, I'm also wondering if he was wearing stuff underneath his Houston warm-up to make himself look fatter to try to push a trade. I don't know. Conspiracy theory there, I have no idea. But watching him on the floor for Brooklyn uh, was like, that's not the same guy that was on the floor two days ago for Houston. So beats me. I don't know. It was was a mind-bender for sure. But this should be a phenomenal game. I mean, you've got two teams that are going to want to mark their territory and say they're the team to beat in the East the games in Brooklyn, uh, man, this is going to be a good one. Milwaukee is actually favored by two and a half. The line's up, which is surprising. I don't think Vegas thinks there's any chance Irving is playing based, you know, on the line uh, and, and putting the line out there. It very well may be, but, you know, he's listed as questionable right now, so we need to see that. And then, if you look at the the uh, the lot over under here, it's 2:38. So expecting fireworks from everybody everywhere. This is going to be the most watched game. It's a 7:30 p.m. Eastern game, and I'm sure people are going to want to stack it. And they're all expensive, but you know, Giannis, you, you got to expect is going to do phenomenal things. Middleton, and then Harden and Durant compared combined for I believe 73 real points the last game and like 135 DFS points something ludicrous but you know again without Kyrie there Harden Durant it's hard not to want to play one of them Um, I would think there'd be some regression though because here's the thing Um, defensive efficiency they are 8th and 14th respectively So pretty solid in defense, but the thing, and the reason it's 238, the reason you want to play these guys is they're sixth and fifth in uh, pace. Now, my my question is, before Irving comes back with Harden playing a lot of the point, he likes to dribble the ball 20, 25 times. So that should slow the pace down a little bit, and we know uh, Giannis, you know, is a defensive player of the year candidate, you know, every year. That's a big reason why he wins the MVP. Um, But he needs to make threes and foul shots, one for 10 from the line or whatever he was, Uh, just insane. So uh, won't get on that soapbox. But uh, this game is intriguing. Uh, You know, I think that it's going to get over-owned because of the hype, because of the time that it's played because everybody's going to be watching. Um, and, I, you know, it's it's going to be hard to want to pay up uh, for a high number on on these two teams for me. You're going to have, again, hard, uh, Giannis, Harden, and Durant getting tons of ownership. And, um, you know, that shies me away a little bit. Uh, but, you know, the, the pace is, is undeniable in this game. You know, can you find some secondary plays that are going to give you value? Um, you know, I, I think you can. You know, Brooke Lopez is still cheaper priced. DeAndre Jordan, who they're being careful with, he's backed up by Reggie Perry. Uh, but he certainly, you know, can get to his number. Joe Harris uh, has sort of been the third uh, wheel there with, with Harden and Durant, in the, at least in this first game that they played um you know drew holiday at times um you know can put some numbers up middleton for being a mid-price guy has been awesome i mean he's he is just crushing all his uh career numbers you know points rebounds just across the board uh he's been killing it so middleton is very playable to me i think uh You know, I'm not going to pay up for Giannis as much as I think he could just, you know, absolutely crush it. But he's not shooting the ball well enough right now. On the Brooklyn side, like I said, I want to pay up for Harden or Durant. Um, You know, I think Harden's going to get Drew Holiday defense, and Durant could get Giannis defense. So, you know, that makes me a little bit hesitant. Um you know, but if Brooklyn's going to stay in this game with the thin bench that they have, uh, either Harden or Duran or both are going to have to step up again. Now, can they do what they did before, you know, 42 and whatever, 31 or some kind of uh, number like that of real points uh, is the question. So um, I'm not going to pay up for both of them, but I am going to pay up for one of them. So I will have exposure to either Harden or Durant. Um, and then, you know, because of there's going to be so many DFS points available in this game, so many extra possessions, uh, etc., I do want to find uh, some value here. Uh, you know, my other pay-up possibility is Middleton. It'd be nice to have sort of a Harden-Middleton type of thing or, or either Durant-Middleton. Again, you know, that's not cheap, and it's, uh, you know, it's something you've got to consider in your full build. But, you know, either center, Brooke Lopez or Jordan, I think are very reasonably priced. Uh, And if you want to go value, DiVincenzo or Harris are are the two guys uh, that I would would look at first. So it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I'm not going to be over-owned in this game. I'm going to try to go little bit below, uh, the numbers across the board, uh, with, with, uh, the different DFS players. So, all right, a couple things to mention real quick. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up. This is the big ask that we do every podcast. Uh, hit the little alarm button that will give you an alert as soon as the podcasts post each day. Again, we're doing seven days a week, NBA in front of the paywall. We've got an NFL pod uh, that comes out once a week and a a PGA pod, which, again, we we crushed uh, this week. So check those out. But, you know, we really appreciate it on YouTube. uh, If you would hit that thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, and hit the alert button. We also have another contest coming out this week that uh, Joe Stanton and Tyler Pitzer will be uh, posting uh, on Twitter. If you, uh, when they post it, if you like it, retweet it. So keep an eye on it. We're at DFS Coach Talk if you're looking for our Twitter. And then uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Those three things, you are entered into a contest for a one week uh, free membership with Coach Talk. Uh, we've had uh, three different winners the last three weeks, and they're all having a uh, really good time here uh, in our Discord. So we'd love to have you. Uh, we we really appreciate uh, those of you tuning in each day, and uh, you know generally we'll come to you around lunchtime every day. The day of uh, again, I wanted to do this earlier. It's you know like after midnight now, but I wanted to get it out there so that uh, people could listen in the morning. Uh, because if you're gonna play, for example, that showdown slate, it's 11 a.m. here in Dallas. I'm in Dallas, uh, 12 p.m uh, on the East coast. So, um, that was it. I think, uh, DFS coach talk at DFS coach talk on Twitter. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at language Olympic and Shane is at D-E-T sports Shane. So that's where you can find us there. And hopefully you'll be joining us soon in discord. We'd love again to have you. All right. Three games left. We've got a 7.30 p.m. game, Dallas Mavericks, 6-6, Toronto Raptors, 4-8. Bizarre game here. Dallas played today in Charlotte. Uh, They got beat. Now they have to fly into Tampa to play Toronto, and God only knows what what they're going to throw out on the floor. They looked really horrible in in, uh, stretches today. Luka had a a 35-15 or 30-15 uh, triple-double, uh, which is insane, uh, and really didn't do any much of anything in the fourth quarter, so it could have been even better. But, you know, there's still a lot of problems. Dallas has been one of the teams that's been ki- you know, really crushed by the, the corona, uh, you know, policies. There's a lot of guys that, that remain out. Richardson, Powell, Kleba, Finney-Smith, uh, all out. And Hardaway... Uh, didn't play today, he's uh, questionable for tomorrow. So, you know, there were a lot of young guys running out there. Josh Green, uh, Tyrell Terry, you know, guys like that that are not rosterable. But the bottom line is, uh, what it comes down to on the Dallas side is if you're looking for value, Willie Cauley-Stein, Trey Burke are decent value. And, you know, the two pay-up possibilities. Porzingis is now starting to get more minutes. It took three or two, three games, you know, to feel that, you know, he's rosterable to me. I think he's going to see thirty minutes or low thirties uh, in this game, and you know, he's not shooting really well. But if he does get hot, you know, he can. He's a, a slate breaker kind of guy. Now, you know, the big question comes. Obviously, I've mentioned some guys throughout the slate here that I like. Now, if you're playing the 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 main night slate which is just the four games, this being the second, it's a different situation. Uh, You know, Luca then is very much in play for that slate. If it's more of an all-day type slate, you know, with trying to get exposure in different places, it becomes much more difficult. But he's obviously on a roll. He's obviously, uh, you know, usage-wise off the charts. And, you know, the question is, though, here's the problem— It's against the Raptors, who are historically a very good defensive team and give Dallas a lot of trouble, but they haven't been playing that way. That's what makes it very odd. Uh, There's no line on this game yet because, you know, I think of all of the crazy stuff with the Mavericks. uh, They're going to wait and see uh, what that is, but you've got Toronto playing a home game, even though it's in Tampa, but they're, they're rested. Dallas, Flying in to Tampa to try to play tomorrow does not really look good to me for the Mavericks' hopes, which is a concern there. Um, but, you know, the Raptors are sitting at 4-8 and eight with the 20th-ranked defensive-efficient team in the league, which is sort of shocking. And Dallas is all the way up to second. I've got to give a shout-out to that Mavs front office, too. I mean, that was the weakness of the Mavs last year is the defensive side of the ball, and they made several trades and draft picks that would help that area, and they're all the way up to second. Now, some of that is because Dallas has slowed the ball down. You know, if, if you think Harden dribbles a lot, uh, you're getting a ton of that with Luka uh, smacking the ball into the ground. Uh, he does have KP back now and more of a consistent basis, which he desperately needs because... It's like one-on-five when he's playing sometimes because just not a lot of support around him. So, you know, Dallas with the 2nd rate defense, Toronto 20, so, you know, that confuses things a bit. But Dallas, the 24th pace, and Toronto 8. So it is a bit of a pace up for the Mavericks. So I look at it this way. If, you know, Porzingis is still a little pricey for me, but I think, you know, it's it's a decent spot for him. Um, but, you know, if you can pay up for Luka for a late uh, slate, four-game late slate, he's certainly somebody you may need to have if you're going to survive in and, and cash. So you got to look at him. Again, I think Burke. Coley stein is cheap. He's been steady. Lots of double-doubles. Uh, you know, he's been doing fine uh, on that side of the ball. So... You know, interesting plays there. Um, and if you do want to pay up for KP, you know, that's something different. Trey Burke, you know, he's had a few off games, he's a little risky, but he is he also can get very hot. On the Toronto side, um, you know, you have the, the two expensive guys in Lowry and Van Vliet, and you know, I have played one or two of those guys almost every slate because even though they're losing. Nurse plays his guys just a bundle of minutes, and they get a lot of really solid uh, DFS points. But I'm not going to go there here, uh, be, just because of you know salary etc. But you know Luca's defense has really improved. Uh, that's the one thing I can say that he's done much better at. So you know I think that they'll rotate the secondary guard. They'll use a little bit of Josh Green as well, who's the rookie that's a good defender. So I'm not crazy about the backcourt with Toronto, and it's a huge pace down game for them. But what I what I do love for Toronto is Pascal Siakam and Chris Boucher. Uh, Boucher's going to be on most of my teams tomorrow. Uh, he's I don't think Dallas has an answer for him. Uh, you know he has been playing out of his mind playing really well um, you know Baines gets a few minutes uh, Len has not been playing so it really is Boucher uh, just smashing it now he's expensive I'll get you know I will say that but I think that you know I think you need his 50 burger tomorrow uh, to to really compete and uh, I think that this could be one of those games where he just really blows up the stat sheet so uh, Siakam as well. I think, you know, uh, you know, I talk about it all the time. They they run so much for him. They do so many isos. And I, you know, I'm not comfortable with the Mavs uh, matchup here. This is where they really miss Kleba and guys that can guard somebody like uh, Siakam. And with all the guys out, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup for Porzingis or Kali uh, Steiner, or, or, you know, they'll probably try to bring in James Johnson and play him against Siakam a lot, uh, which also brings Johnson in play as a, a super value play because he's probably going to log more minutes than he usually does trying to stop Siakam. But he has a tendency to get in foul trouble. Siakam, with all that ISO play, I think is going to be a tough uh, matchup. So I do like the big fellas for Toronto. Um, on the, the shorter late slate, I will look to Luca and then uh, as I mentioned, you know there's a few players here. Uh, you can look at uh, for value from the Mav side uh, in Burke and Cauley-Stein. Stein. All right, I am holding up with two games remaining. We have eight o'clock, the Houston Rockets, four and seven at the Chicago Bulls uh, at five and eight. Uh, as I say, that the Bulls uh, t- uh, are on the second night of a back-to-back, so it's uh, but it's in Chicago, and uh, Houston is coming in at four and seven. The Bulls are five and eight. Um, there's no line on this game right now. Uh, Houston is twelfth in defensive efficiency, which is surprising. Uh, Bulls are not good defensively, and they're twenty-eighth. Uh, weird game for the the Bulls today, by the way. Kobe White, I do not believe he scored, and he played. It just did not score, which is outlandish. Now, um, you know Zach Levine contributed in a lot of areas with assists and everything, but he was held down too. It was uh, the big guys that that really won the game for them against Dallas today, and that was Porter Jr. looked great. Markinen went ballistic, uh, and Carter had a good game too. So you know, again, part of that is because Dallas can't defend the bigs. But, uh, you know, Houston has Christian Wood at in at center, uh, and he's been phenomenal. Uh, P.J. Tucker will get up in some people's chops and defend as well. Um, you know, right now, Cousins is doubtful. We don't know about Gordon. Um, you know, John Wall is still out. So, you know, the guys, there's been some value, believe it or not, with, with uh, Houston, and it's hard not to like him. Mason Jones, man, he his first game starting the last time out, he just hammered it like 10x. So, you know, you got to consider him. Uh, Victor Oladipo is supposed to make his debut, which surprised me. I thought because of the situation with Levert that that would be held up, but it's not. It's cleared by the NBA, and is going to play. So he's going to want to make a good impression on his new team. Um, and he's tempting at a really cheap price. Uh, Sean Tate, you know, I know we're pulling these guys, you know, Mason Jones, Sean Tate, but they're they're playing well. I mean, they're making value every, every slate and doing pretty well, and they make other guys fit if you're trying to, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm back in that stars and scrubs sort of build here, but it's just, I really think it's the COVID thing that has made that, you know, my build almost every day because you have the, all of this value that opens up and it allows you to go after, you know, like three top studs, which in the past, when things are normal, you know, you're not able to do that. You either have to have a medium build or you can buy up for one guy, hope some value opens up. But DFS is different this year. And it's, we need, everything's different this year, as we know. But, you know, it's time to to really trumpet that out there. We need to change our strategy a little bit, you know, from what we've done in the past and accept the fact that we're in this covid world, you know, there's a ton of players that are out which opens a ton of value. So for me, I think the game winning build strategy at least for the near future is stars and scrubs and I'm going to continue to do that because of guys like Mason Jones and Jay Sean Tate. I mean, these guys are cheap and they're getting 7 8 9 10x. So you got to look at them. Um, Christian Wood's super expensive, um, but he's been super. Uh, You know, I'm not sure I'm going to have the funds to go up to him here. Uh, Plus, I want to use Boucher. You know, he is power forward eligible in some places, so there is the possibility of of, using him and Wood as well. Um, You know, really from the Chicago side, I, I don't know how you take. Uh, Kobe White, after today's performance, uh, you know, plus uh, Mini Man Bun, not Sataransky. Archidiakono played a lot today, and he played well. Uh, That was part of the reason Kobe did poorly. So, Archidiakono's back, and and I'm not touching White until I see him shake that off. you know, we know Victor Oladipo is a, a, a plus defender, and, you know, Zach Levine coming off a decent amount of minutes he played tonight, you know, that is a question. Um, Otto Porter looked fantastic today. Uh, again, I don't know if that was partially because of the Mavs' poor interior defense, but, you know, his price isn't bad. He's got to be considered. Uh, if and you know, we know he's a streak shooter, and he was knocking everything down today, so... I think you need to consider him uh, at his price as well. i um, not going to go to Wendell Carter. I think his was more of a, a, a game today because of the competition inside. So uh, interesting game. Uh, definitely a nice little value game where you can get some uh, people that can help uh, make the roster work. All right, we're down to the last game, game nine. Gutting it out here. Golden State 6-6 six and six at the Lakers 11-3. And, and believe it or not, LeBron James is listed as questionable. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. But the shocking news is Anthony Davis is listed as probable. So I don't know what happened. Somebody, their pencil broke and they de- didn't write it in right, but uh, Anthony Davis isn't questionable. He's probable. So... Is he playable absolutely? You know, do you have the money to play him is the question. You know, if if you know you're, you're going to play Luka, it's going to be very tough to get to a LeBron or AD. Um, LeBron I expect to play. It's MLK Jr. Day, it's the late game. It's on TV. I mean, it's just, you know, is an LBJ game. So I think he plays uh, which I'm going to Stomach trying to survive the late game without James and Davis. Uh, you know, you just, you got to do what you got to do. From the Golden State side, um, Curry, we know, you know, he's run across some, some tough stretches where he's missed a lot of shots, uh, but he also can get super hot. But uh, this isn't my, you know, this is probably my least favorite game on the, on the slate. And it stinks because, you know, again... Don't ever let the time of the game or national TV game or anything influence you. That's a really bad DFS rookie mistake. But This is the 10 o'clock game. Sits alone. It's two hours later than every game. People are going to want to roster this game. I'm telling you, it's going to get over-owned. And I just think it's a terrible game. I think the Lakers blow this team out. Right now, the line is only Lakers minus nine. uh, And it's 224 on the over-under. Uh, Golden State is the 17th ranked defensive team. Lakers have clawed their way back up to first. They are the best defensive, efficient team in the league. Golden State is the second fastest paced team in the league, which, you know, brings some interest into the Lakers guys getting more possessions. But the Lakers have played control ball with this really solid defense, and they're 17th. So, you know. I just I see this as huge blowout potential, um, you know. I think Atlanta may blow out Minnesota, and LA may blow out Golden State. And you know, I know that the, sometimes it's not the greatest thing to predict blowouts when you're trying to build DFS lineups, but sometimes it's necessary, especially on large slates like this. So I'm going to try to avoid the expensive guys here in Curry, James, and Davis. And if I do have any exposure, uh, man, I'll tell you, if you saw James Wiseman in his last game, that boy grew up. He's 19. He had a couple of dunks that were just insane, uh, playing with a super high confidence level. But, uh, you know, Anthony Davis is going to be facing up against him part of this game. And I think AD personally, for me, uh, I like him as the best defensive interior player, even better than Gobert. So You know, that makes Weissman a little scary, but his price is so good. Um, Don't trust Draymond Green, especially with the interior defense of the Lakers. Kelly Oubre's sort of coming out of it, uh, you know, and can put some numbers up, but I don't quite trust him either. Um, So, you know, Golden State, I just, I can't see myself going there. Uh, And again, on the Lakers side, Schroeder's been underpriced all year. I think he's playable in this game if he you know, gets enough minutes. He could really pay off price. After that, there's just too many guys, you know, with Pope and and uh, all the rotation and Kuzma. I just don't think they fit on a slate like this. Um, super value play if you want, you know, to take a shot at, at Marcus. All he and Harold split minutes, which, you know, for me that somewhat eliminates them but you can get a reduced price if you do need a value, extra value play. So that is it, my friends. I've pushed out this nine-game slate for you, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. If you're playing early showdown or late main slate or whatever you're doing, I hope that this uh, finds you and that it helps you uh, build some winners. We'd love to have you join us anytime at DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, check us out on Twitter, social media, and uh, see if we can get it done. So I am going to get some sleep and uh, get ready for this slate that for me here in Central Time Zone starts at 11 a.m. So I'll be, I'm, you know, it doesn't get better than that for me. 11 a.m. the first tip, and I'll probably be watching until around midnight with that Golden State Lakers game. I mean, you know, it's it's basketball heaven. So let's enjoy it and make it even a lot more fun by crushing some DFS slates. Um, remember, you got late slate swap on all three, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So take advantage of that. Uh, you got to pay attention all day and night, but it's worth it when you can uh, take down some of those nice tournaments. So hope you enjoyed it. Uh, really, really. Uh, enjoyed spending this time with everybody and uh you know join us here at dfs coach talk and we'll be uh, i'll be on tomorrow with my man andrew hansen and we'll be here breaking down some nba two game slate on tuesday though it's going to be a snoozer the two of us are going to be scratching our head with two games on the slate but we're going to find winners tomorrow as well so join us then and thank you again for joining me And we'll look for you tomorrow as we crush it in NBA DFS.